On today's episode, we're planning the perfect Hollywood Studios Day. Hello and welcome to Pixie Dust Parents. I'm Alicia, a mom of two kids ages eight and three. And I'm Nicole, a mom of two little ones, ages four and two. We're two moms who love bringing our kids to Disney World and Disneyland. We're here to help you plan your trip with babies, toddlers, preschoolers, and older kids. Today, we're walking you through a perfect day at Hollywood Studios. This park is packed with heavy hitter rides, almost all of which have a height requirement. So, is it worth it to bring your toddlers? If you have little kids, do you skip this one? Is it even worth a full day? I don't know. Let's find out. We are in our Hollywood Studios era, and this is mostly for Toy Story Land, but this park has a great variety of rides, shows, characters, dining options, and Fantasmic. It is also on the Skyliner, which is a 100% must-do, and it should count as a ride as well. Oh, totally. We, on our very first trip to Disney World, Hollywood Studios was a skip for us because, and I quote, it didn't have that much to offer. But all of that has changed because so much has opened since that first trip. Mm-hmm. And definitely Hollywood Studios is a do not miss park for us, even with those high requirements. So first up, we're going to talk about, of course, that conventional wisdom, Genie Plus booking priorities. What do you need to book first, according to the quote unquote experts? <laughs> and just running through the list of priorities, what typically runs out, what do you need that pass, that lightning lane for, and then what are we doing? So starting off, that priority. All right, conventional wisdom. The first thing you do for Hollywood Studios is you book a Genie Plus for Slinky Dog Dash. Slinky Dog sells out fast, super fast. On busy days, <laughs> it can sell out in seconds. So, so so fast. Get your thumbs ready. Do your calisthenics with them. Get them stretched. Make sure you have a backup phone. (laughs) Make sure you test your internet speed. All of that. This is like, this is what you've been training for. So Slinky Dog Dash is the, really the number one priority. Some say that like Smuggler's Run is a similar priority. No, it's, there's one level one attraction and it's slinky dog dash yeah then the very next thing you're going to do is you're going to purchase your individual lightning lane for rise of the resistance if that is important to you if it's not then you're just going to go back to bed um that's (laughs) it (laughs) if you are of course that like third option of if you're hopping to a different park you can purchase another individual lightning lane so you could buy a tron lightning lane if you were hopping there in the evening but obviously that's much less important um on hollywood studios day than booking slinky dog so all right moving on you get to the park at let's say you get there right at park open and the park opens at nine o'clock you can book again at 11 or you get an early slinky dog maybe and you can book after you've gotten off that ride. What are you getting on next? All right, so we meant it. Like there are heavy hitter attractions at this park, and they almost all have a height requirement. In fact, there are only two rides in the whole park that don't have a height requirement, and that is Toy Story Mania and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Both of those will sell out of Genie Plus return times eventually. 
but most of them, mostly it's early afternoon. Um, so you're safe to book Toy Story Mania. You could book Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. If you are really skipping, like if you're not worried about height requirements, you could do Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror. Both of those are really good thrill rides and get very, very, very long standby queues. Um, and then the other attraction on that level two priority, Alien Swirling Saucers, that one doesn't typically run out of Genie Plus, maybe in the evening. Um, and that one, it does have a height requirement, but it's 32 inches. So most of your youngest kiddos are still going to be able to do that one. I think um, that's one of the, like the lowest height requirements. That's like your first benchmark for Disney, 32 is. inches. It is, exactly. Yeah. It's the same at um, DCA mm-hmm. with the Mater's, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree is the same yeah. exact ride just outside and a little bit more fun, I think. But um, <laughs> That's where same. Presley hit, hit that milestone was at Mater's. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> Betty hit it at Aliens, Thrilling Saucers, and she loved it and went on it like four times. But that one doesn't typically run out. No. Um, so really what you're looking at, if, if, if it's me, it's Toy Story Mania. Um, and then, of course, Sm- Smugglers, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run, which typically sells out in the afternoon time. Again, this is like a typical day. If you're there during a very, very busy time, this all... The, the, this all goes out the window. Crunches down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just it's be ready. happen faster. Yes. So. Faster earlier in the day. And then there's a bunch of stuff that are technically on Genie Plus that you probably don't need to have on Genie Plus and that you probably don't need to use a lightning lane on. Although some of them, they could be nice if you have littles, um, especially if you're setting up any kind of rider switch and like. One parent is taking the little to a show while the other one is taking the bigger kid on Slinky Dog, that sort of thing. So Beauty and the Beast Live, Dizzy Junior Play and Dance, the Frozen Sing Along, Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, Muppet Vision 3D, Meeting Olaf, and then Star Tours are all sort of, you don't have to worry about getting that lightning lane, it's not going to run out um, attractions. So Frozen Sing-Along is pretty popular. So the lightning lane there gets you, you know, you don't have to wait in the line quite as long. So, and then that is about it for Hollywood Studios in terms of conventional wisdom. Quick. Right? (laughs) All right. So that brings up the question of, what do we actual humans actually do with our actual children when we're at Hollywood studios? And do we follow those conventional rules um, to get the most out of our day? And are there things that we just don't need to do? So Nicole, what do you typically do on your Hollywood studios day, or at least on your quote unquote, perfect Hollywood studios day? Yeah. So perfect Hollywood studios day. We're staying at a Skyliner resort and we will be rope dropping that Skyliner. (laughs) And I don't mean like rope dropping when it opens, but I mean like that's the first thing we're writing because to my son, if he doesn't write that before we go in Hollywood studios, it is not a pretty morning. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Or I have to at least like promise we're going to, we're going to do it later. Trust me. We'll get to it. 
So Skyliner is our first technical ride. And then most of my days, I like to just like title them as like a casual rope drop where we are usually up by 7 a.m. our time. Like that's our clockwork. Sometimes I'm up well before that. So we wake up early. So it's like, why not go to the parks early? But I'm also not going to like set my alarm, say we're up at this time. We're dressed by this time. We're out the door by this time. And there's no if, ands, or buts, like get in line. Now we're going to like take a step back a little bit more chill and we're going to casually rope drop it. So after that Skyliner, we're walking through and we are very likely heading straight back towards Toy Story Land because this mama already holds a Slinky Dog Dash lightning lane for early in the morning. Once I check into that park, I'm also probably going to be doing a DAS selection for Toy Story Mania. And then we're going to ride Slinky Dog Dash Toy Story Mania after Slinky Dog since we had that lightning lane we're gonna get a lightning lane for aliens because it's probably a very quick return time at that point Mm -hmm. so we're able to hit all of the rides in Toy Story Mania in a very 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 small amount of time Mm -hmm. and of course given the crowds Slinky Dog Dash you know you might actually get a really late (laughs) return time but this is our perfect day and this is how we do actually spend most mornings is Toy Story Land. Totally. Yeah. So we're also going to do a mobile order for that raspberry tart. Delicious. So, so good. <laughs> Definitely worth it. Also do the mobile order because it just makes it that much faster. And they also have um, two different character meet and greets in there. You're going to have Buzz or you're going to have Woody and Jesse. And both of them are just amazing character meet and greets. So try and hit one of those up. If you're there earlier in the morning and it's like moderately not too, too busy, then you should be able to get all of this done. Um, the the DAS added on top kind of helps get that done a little bit faster. But if I wasn't using DAS, I would do my Slinky Dog Dash Lightning Lane and then do a Lightning Lane for Toy Story Mania. And while we're waiting for that Toy Story Mania we would do um, a standby line for aliens because it's probably not going to be too, too long. So that's kind of our strategy with that. On the way out, we are going to be hitting that Joffrey's cart (laughs) and Mm -hmm. probably doing like a solid, you know, bathroom break diaper change. There's also the Pixar Plaza area over there. So they're having other character meet and greets over there. Um, So that's also an option to stop by, but definitely we always like almost always stop at that Joffrey's cart right Mm -hmm. over there. It's a good one. Yeah. And after we have utilized that aliens lightning lane, I would have grabbed one for Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Hopefully it wouldn't be too far pushed back and we would be able to get that in before we're going back for midday break and trying to also squeeze in either like another character meet and greet or a show. I, we would probably choose the frozen one. That way we're not like walking to a completely separate area. We are not big fans of Indiana Jones. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast is like, okay. Um, 
kind of a show kind of i don't know the lightning mcqueen's racing academy it's pretty cool but if you think about it that's pretty far of a walk from where we're at yeah opposite end of the park yeah so it's a small park but still it yeah a little bit out of the way so the most like ideal one would probably be frozen and then i mean there's olaf right over there so that would be kind of our day and and like I said, we're that Toy Story Land era. That's us right now. And that would take us to our midday break. And are you coming back from your midday break and doing more Hollywood Studios? Or are you hopping? I've hopped before. And then we've also come back. The hard thing with Hollywood Studios is that if you do come back later in the day, you're going to have a lot less available And you'll probably see that trend like with the crowds too, because a lot of the shows and the characters are not running all the way up until park close. Mm -hmm. They close and they stop, you know, doing character meet and greets and shows around that like early evening time. Mm -hmm. So once we come back, it's kind of like, okay, well, what didn't we do that we wanted to but that's still actually available and it's like well for us and the kids not a ton so we could go over to like you know galaxy's edge or over (laughs) towards like rock and roller coaster but we're probably not going to ride tower of terror or rock and roller coaster with the kiddos so that's yeah yeah, probably not yeah he kiddo did tower of terror once and i was like that was so much fun, but no, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a no for me. I have to tell Eddie that because Eddie hasn't been brave, brave enough for Tower of Terror. Yeah, I hyped him up and I just, yeah, he had so much fun. He was smiling in the picture. He's smiling, but he was like, yep, I'm good for now. So thanks so much for that. And yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I do really think that if we were to stay later, like for our midday break, we try to get out between 11 a.m. and like 1 p.m. That's mm-hmm. we try to leave just depending on what we're doing. But we try to leave between that time. So if we were staying like a little bit later, I feel like we could cross off a majority of our list and like allow Hollywood Studios to be a like half day two-thirds of a day park Mm -hmm. (laughs) three quarters something like that so i i definitely think it's i mean just one of the more compact i would say yeah as far as like proximity of things so it can be a shorter day park we might come back it just depends (laughs) yep i get it that's our perfect day how about you all right so I mean, ideally, I'm staying at the Riviera. Obvi. <laughs> Obvi. Really need my like budget to understand that I am a deluxe girl at heart. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm staying at the Riviera. This is actually like if we are giving Hollywood Studios a whole day. And I don't say it because we I don't think it's worth it, but usually we can get everything we want done in the evening. And so we'll do it more of a like stacking process Mm -hmm. but if we're giving hollywood studios its own day we are probably arriving at rope drop we are likely rope dropping the skyliner we are likely getting coffee and donuts at the hotel or at the joffrey's kiosk if we're at caribbean beach or whatever and we are getting in line for that um rope drop at the skyliner 
well before the, you know, that hour before the park opens and getting to the park as early as humanly possible. There is one thing that motivates me more than sleep and it is the heat and Hollywood studios is hot. So we're going to get there early and eat our breakfast in line, eat, have our iced coffees, get to the park. I am definitely, and so keep in mind, like if that's what we're doing, then when seven o'clock in the morning rolls around to book that first lightning lane, I am standing in a line for the Skyliner with my children. So all like attention has to be focused because your thumbs still have to be super fast. So I am going to follow the conventional wisdom. I am going to get Slinky Dog just as soon as humanly possible. Wonderful. I love Slinky Dog. It's a great ride. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely going to do that. We usually do get an individual lightning lane for Rise. I think we might try requesting it through DAS on our next trip because this sounds so bougie, but we've been on it so many times and it's kind of expensive to to constantly be buying it. And so for a ride that I've already been on, you know, eight or nine times, like I don't want to keep buying lightning lanes for it. Um, So I think we might try to use a a DAS return time for that one. Um, The boys really love it. I mean, I really love it too. Like really, really love that ride, but I think we might try skipping the individual lightning lane this time around. Um, And then, yeah, we're heading right into Toy Story land, like immediately. And if we are actually rope dropping and we actually get back into Toy Story at the right time, we're probably going to hop on Toy Story Mania first. And then hopefully we have a Slinky Dog return time for early, early, early in the morning and we can go do Slinky Dog right away. The great news is Betty is big enough so she can actually ride with us. Hopefully we don't terrify her. But fingers crossed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we'll we'll sort of ease her into rides with Toy Story Mania, which she absolutely loves. And then we'll do Slinky Dog. And then we're definitely doing Alien Swirling Saucers as well. And probably, you know, grabbing a super quick return time for that. As soon as we enter the park, I'm or as soon as the park opens, I'm going to put in my order for um, Woody's Lunchbox for some breakfast tachos and the lunchbox tart because that's delicious and then we'll do our three little rides grab some snacks and then we're going to head back to the main part of the park we might swing into the frozen sing-along on the way um if i need more iced coffee we'll stop at the joffrey's cart have a little bathroom break but then we're going to try to get a return time right away for mickey and minnie's runaway railway and try to get that one taken care of um earlier in the day and then we haven't done this yet, um, so it's on my list, but I'd like to go meet Darth Vader. I think my kid <laughs> would really like that. Um, Betty will like to tell him that he's unacceptable and shake her finger at him. Yeah. So we'll see if that happens. If that doesn't happen, we might stop into the um, junior Disney Junior Dance and Sing Along, That'll, all of that fun stuff, um, the dance party. And then we are probably leaving the park around noon. Um, this is a park that we, we get out pretty quick because again, like it's hot. There's not a lot of shade 
my people don't tolerate the sun and the heat well. So we're going to hop back on the Skyliner. We're going to go back to, again, I'm staying at the Riviera because I'm bougie. <laughs> so we're going back to the Riviera. If this is like my dream day, we're going to Topolino's for like character brunch. Obviously. But really, my my kids probably need to just like swim and nap for a little bit. So we're probably just going back to swim and nap. Um and then for us, yeah, we're we're probably, it, like, again, we're giving Hollywood Studios its own day. We're heading back on the Skyliner. I'm going to be stacking lightning lanes, making a DAS request for when we come back. And we're going to come back into the park and do Smuggler's Run, Rise of the Resistance, get some Ronto wraps for dinner. Um, and then we're going to round out the night up at the north part of the park. And we're going to do... I'm going to do Tower of Terror and we're going to do Rock and Roller Coaster with the kiddo and then whatever Betty is into at that point of the night, like she's probably mostly into dancing around and like eating popcorn. Um, But if we can grab another like Mickey and Minnie's or something that she can go on, we might try to do one of those. Um, But otherwise like snacks, whatever. And then, I really, really, really want to prioritize seeing Fantasmic. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're probably hopping back to the park around five and doing all of that stuff sort of in the like three to four hours that the park is open. So that's my, that's my perfect day. I feel Um, like the morning of our perfect day is like 100% aligned all the way down to mobile ordering a cart. So we might as well just go together and then like tackle lightning lanes, you know? Yes, (laughs) we might as well. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And then um, somebody can, then there's always an adult to go, like you can just go on Tower of Terror and I'll hang out with the kids. Yeah. Right? Like. Well, we can go, and then the the dads can hang back with the kids. They can go to Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy while we go on Tartar. So, bye. Um, I mean, and while we're at it, we might as well just get a dining reservation that has the Fantasmic package with it, and then we'll get right into Fantasmic. Prime seating, no problem. So, it totally makes sense. Yes, I do have that as my secondary option. Like, if I'm not going back to the Riviera for lunch, like, if I'm going to eat lunch at the park and then go back for the, the midday break... Um, we're going to do a Mama Melrose reservation. Yum. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we did Hollywood Brown Derby and it was delicious, but it's too fancy <laughs> for my toddlers. It's, it's pricey. <laughs> it's pricey and it's just, it's just too much for those children. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have a daughter who eats bowls of butter. We're not going to the fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, when we're talking about Hollywood Studios, we talk about DAS and grabbing a couple of DAS return times as we enter the park and, you know, throughout the park. Nicole, are you pre-booking DAS at Hollywood Studios? I know you're not at Epcot. Are you thinking about doing that at Hollywood Studios or not so much? So I've, you know, sometimes found it to be the same as the Epcot one where, you know, it just really didn't make sense with our park day that I already had planned out but on a recent trip you know one like aliens that we do want to do they had you know plenty of options for that so like if it makes sense then yes but if it doesn't I'm just gonna pass yeah yeah agreed same I think if there's something that we actually really want to get on and it works with our plans either 
an early morning time or a later evening time, then we'll go for it. But other than that, it, like if there's a two o'clock for, for, you know, rock and roller coaster where it's a pass, no, that yeah. doesn't work for our time of day. Well, and a lot of them always seem to be like right in that like midday chunk when we plan to go back and I'm like, okay, we don't even plan to be in the park at this time. So what else do you got for me? <laughs> right. Exactly. So when we're talking about Hollywood studios, like when we talked about Epcot, we talked about a lot of other stuff going on besides rides. Like there's a lot of shows, there's a lot of snacks, there's a lot of characters. Hollywood studios has the most characters of any park. And it's sort of mind blowing to me because I don't think we've met a single one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's definitely something that we need to like, prioritize a little bit um but there's so much going on there's so many things that you can be doing we i sort of skipped through galaxy's edge with like yeah yeah we'll do smugglers run and and rise at night but we didn't talk about like the other things that are available there that are really fun like building a droid or building Mm -hmm. a lightsaber and or building the cheap lightsaber um just the sort of walking through that area in the evening with a glowing lightsaber is really fun. And there's some really cool photo pass opportunities. Um, you know, there's, there's just a lot to see in that area. And then there are a lot of shows. There are a lot of characters to meet. There's a ton of Pixar characters to meet. Um, there's Mickey and Minnie. Um, there's, I don't have the full list in front of me. I think the only one on Genie Plus is Olaf, um, yeah. which is sort of strange to me that he's the one that's <laughs> sort of called out. I yeah, feel like there's... the line makes sense for him, at least. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of characters at Hollywood Studios um, to meet. So like Chewbacca and Edna Mode and Frozone. And like you said, Woody and Jesse or Buzz, um, just lots and lots of characters to meet. So I think we'll probably prioritize some of those on our next trip as well. Um, but something to think about if that's something that your kiddos are interested in. And then there's there aren't like food festivals or food booths or anything like that. But I think that Hollywood Studios doesn't get quite the attention it deserves for some of its like snacks and dining options there are some Mm -hmm. pretty there's some pretty good food at hollywood studios i think their dining options like really stand out because they do have a lot of sit-down dining options they do and there's a lot to choose from i think as compared to the other parks like especially like you know magic kingdom or animal Mm -hmm. kingdom there's a lot of like advanced dining reservations that you would have to make for hollywood studios but a lot of definitely a lot of options and some yeah. decent little snacks. <laughs> some pretty decent. I mean, I love me a Ronto roast. Yeah. Ronto wrap. Um, but we've had really good food at Backlot Express. I've heard really, really good things about ABC Commissary, which mm-hmm. is basically the cosmic rays of Hollywood Studios, but <laughs> it's not crappy. And I say that with love because I love cosmic rays. But yeah, like that's not a good burger. Um, but ABC commissary actually has really good food. And then, yeah, like there's, 
there's not just dining though like there's it's themed dining yeah and so it's all part of the experience whereas at magic kingdom like some of the dining options are just i'm sorry tony's town square you're just there oh you know, like not tony's <laughs> <laughs> i love it but it's not really adding to my main street experience the way that I think 50s primetime does or the sci-fi drive-in or, you know, like, I mean, Mama Melrose is great because you get the Fantasmic package. Hollywood Brown Derby is really highbrow and delicious if you're into that sort of thing. And like, totally go for it if you are. I thought it was really yummy. Um, What are the rest? Hollywood and Vine is really fun because they have the, it's a character meet and greet. So in the morning for breakfast, you're going to have the Disney junior characters, but I would highly suggest to do not breakfast. Um, We're just not Disney junior fans, but I do like later in the day, they bring out um, Minnie, Mickey, Pluto, and Goofy and their outfits change with the different seasons. So coming up, you're going to have um, them be in like a more Christmassy time outfit mm-hmm. currently with like the Halloween season, they're in their Halloween outfits. So I like that they're constantly changing. So it is kind of something new. And then there's Woody's Roundup Rodeo with the, um, the bar, the new barbecue place in Toy Story Land. Like that's really popular and really like heavily, heavily themed. So and a really good, really great fit for little kids because it's, crazy and chaotic and loud um and then there's also there's one more that i cannot think of off the top of my head ogas yes thank you ogas um so ogas cantina in um galaxy's edge that Mm. you know not really a restaurant more of a drinks place um and some like charcuterie with the shredded cheese on it but for the most part, like that is a cool reservation. That's an experience. Again, it's heavily, heavily themed, um, you know, and it's a hard to get reservation. So if that's something you want to do, that's a really fun one. Um, and then there's like Baseline Tap House, which isn't a reservation, but has really good food um, and is very, very popular. So there's a lot of really decent food in Hollywood studios, and you can definitely make it part of your park day you don't have to leave to find decent dining in hollywood studios and i would say that a lot of those restaurants are a really welcome break again it's hot there's not a lot of shade so if you're not going to go back to your hotel or even if you are having a midday meal at one of those restaurants is a really great way to get some air conditioning take a break Um, breathe life back into you so you can actually walk to the front of the park exactly (laughs) exactly and get your butt back on the skyliner (laughs) um and then into your bed to rest so yeah so yeah so hollywood studios is it's like we said it's a smaller park it's the smallest of all four and it's easy to walk from one end to the next but it doesn't take a ton of energy to get around and there is so much to do once you are in the park. So it is a good one. All right. So let's talk about Fantasmic, the nighttime entertainment show. Nicole, are you sticking around for Fantasmic? I think it just kind of depends, just like the Epcot show. It just depends on like where we are at that day. 
we've done the Fantasmic Dining Package. And so like that, obviously we had to plan for because we paid a little bit extra. So that way we can have this prime seating, which was honestly lovely. We grabbed some ice cream from Hollywood Scoops and then went on in to our spot, ate our ice cream, and then it was time for the show. The kids like were just living. They loved that. So if we have it already pre-built in because of like a dining package, then yeah, we're definitely staying to get our money's worth. Otherwise, it's not it's not like a must do for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. But I mean, if we have the energy, yeah. But it's it's just a kind of like a yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? Um, we haven't done it before. Uh, to be fair, it wasn't back for most of our trips. Uh-huh. And then it had like just come back on our last Disney World trip. So we haven't had a chance to do it yet. I would like to. I think it would be fun to do the dining package and have the, you know, the reserve spot and mm-hmm. then go see it. Like you said, get some ice cream, go watch the show. I think my kids will really like it. I think I need to get their buy-in by making them watch it on YouTube a little bit. Because if I float it as like a, no, 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 we're not going to go on rides. We're going to go watch a Mickey show. Uh That's going to be a hard pass. So Mm -hmm. I need need to get that pre-trip buy-in from them um, so they can see how cool it is. Because they did like World of Color. Um, Well, Eddie did. Betty didn't watch it. But I think we'd be more of the late show people. Yeah. I do want to like acknowledge that I completely appreciate that Fantasmic is a seated show. Whereas like every other nighttime show, you're standing, you're having to find your own location. Fantasmic is an amphitheater. So you're sitting on, they're not the most comfortable, you know, cement blocks, but it's, it does it. And it's nice in that it's like tiered enough. So you're not having someone's head right in your face unless you know you're a bit shorter and then my husband's right in front of you because he's extra tall so (laughs) sorry uh but otherwise i just so appreciate that phantasmic is seated especially at the end of the night it's so nice to like be able to actually get off your feet while you're waiting for the show but also during the show appreciate that so much yeah absolutely um that's that's huge like that's I would say that's a part of why we haven't done some of the firework shows and whatnot is like one needing to scope out a spot super early and then two needing to stand through it. Like I just usually will watch fireworks from a like side location so that we can like grab a bench and watch them um, and eat some dole while we're doing it. So yeah, the amphitheater is a, a huge perk. For sure. So we talked about this a little bit with Epcot and I, we didn't talk about it with our perfect day at Magic Kingdom because I think it was sort of a no brainer. Like you definitely need Genie Plus at Magic Kingdom. Um, we, you, it, again, like if you're using DAS, you may or may not need it at Hollywood Studios. Um, but do you think that if you're using DAS, do you think you need Genie Plus at Hollywood Studios? For us, because we like to do so much in like a short amount of time, I think it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need it if you're going to be like spreading out your time and staying a little bit longer 
because you can always fill in that time with like a mobile order or standing in line to meet, you know, Woody and Jesse. Like, I think all of that can be kind of like filled in. So needed, no, for us, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we fall under the same category of I don't think we could ever do Genie. We couldn't do Hollywood Studios without Genie Plus. I think it is what makes the park for us being able to navigate whether we're turning early or stacking for the evening or combination of both. Like it's just a must for us at Hollywood Studios. All right. So I think that is going to bring us to our tip of the week. So my tip of the week, um, again, is hot at Hollywood Studios. There's not a ton of shade, especially if you're in that Toy Story land. And obviously, like, we've got little tiny kids. We're definitely spending a good amount of time at Toy Story land. Um, There's not a lot of shade. So if you're going to take a midday break, make it early. Get out while it's hot. Go relax, cool off, whatnot, um, and come back at that dusk time or, you know, maybe two hours before the sun goes down and just sort of chill. Um, I think it's worth it. And the midday break is really nice because even as like amazing and cool as Galaxy's Edge is, if it's like sweltering midday sun, you're just not going to enjoy it. So my tip is get out while it is hot and go chill. How about you, Nicole? (laughs) My tip is that if you're wanting to do any character meet and greets or shows, you need to plan that for earlier in the day because if you're you put it off until after you come back for your midday break and you're coming back after 4.30. They're not going to be going anymore. Looking at the list, I've shared it before on my Instagram and I have like timestamps for everything. A majority of the characters are done by 4.30 to 5 p.m. And then a majority of the shows, their last showtime are 4.30, 4.55, 5 p.m., 6.30. So if you're coming back like after 4.30, 5, you're going to be missing a lot of that stuff. And mm-hmm. then you'll just have missed out on maybe, you know, meeting your child's favorite character. Mm-hmm. So and that's something you're not going to like really know unless you know beforehand you would think oh everything's going to run until park close but unfortunately that's not the case so know those um times of when they're actually running they're all available in the my disney experience app and you can search through them and just keep that in mind when you're planning out your day yeah that's a good tip all right well i think that is going to wrap up today's show nicole where can listeners find you online my handle is bibbity bobbity bestie on instagram and all social media channels And you can find me on Instagram at pixiedust underscore parent. I'm so glad you joined us and stay tuned for our next episode. If you could please make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram for the latest podcast episodes. We would also love it if you could rate and review our podcast. It definitely helps us out so much. So if you like this episode, please leave us a five-star review. We'll see you in the next episode. See you next week.